Grace and I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia, paying our respects to elders past, present and emerging, particularly the traditional owners of this land we now call Sydney, where we are recording today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Thank you, Lily. Please have got the pie for you That'll show you all that attitudes You got love and luck and lust and lovers Sit back, relax as we pull back the covers So we're, we're holding hands Okay, so you're going to take a deep breath in I do about that. Oh, I'm setting the intention for this podcast record. I give thanks to Bray for being the beautiful man that he is, just lighting up our lives. And we've been looking forward to this moment for so long. And I'm just so excited that it's finally here. <laughs> and we get to basically just grill him about how he feels about love. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> so thank you, Bray. I'm so excited. Welcome to Love Clues. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm finally here. What a treat. It has been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah. When did we decide that we were going to do it? There was like one episode out or two maybe. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. (gasps) No, there was like three because I remember after you messaged me, I was like, I've been meaning to listen to that and I listened to all three in that day and I was like, hell fucking yeah. We sold you? Yeah. Yes. I love it. I'll just say that Bray is a beautiful boy that we've known for (laughs) a long time. A beautiful young man. And we just think he's really emotionally intelligent, which I'm actually going to mention later. It's actually Mm. written down on my notes with a smiley face next to it. But we feel like he's just a warm person and a really emotionally intelligent guy who makes us feel really optimistic about the state of the world and the people that we have in our lives. That's He's true. in a fucking rockin' band. It's called Dear Seattle. He's a rock star. <laughs> he's amazing. And he's about to tell us everything he's ever learned about love and dating and sex as well. I added a little <laughs> sexy question in there. <laughs> spicy yeah. last Checked in at the last minute. Just keep Careful. you on your toes. Okay, yeah. let's, I'll, I'm actually going to start with the questions. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. Woohoo! I think I've told you. I don't know if I told you on that chat, but I like answer the questions when I'm driving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like pause yes. it and I'm like, what would I say? So I apologise in advance if I speak for like 40 minutes on every question. Oh, no, that like would be great. Writing essays It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> it feels like therapy. Mm. It, it fully feels like, yeah. oh, this is like my weekly chance to like, dr- when I'm driving yes. somewhere, just like talk out how I'm feeling. You know what? I had my cards read once, like my tarot mm. cards or whatever. I have a friend who does that actually. Really? Yeah. Can you hook us up? That would actually yeah. be great. Great yeah. for an episode. Her name's Mel. She's just starting her own business as well. She could come it, on the so. podcast. <gasps> oh. Mel, if you're listening. Oh, my God. You should do that. Put a day aside for us. Yeah. Anyway, I had my cards read and I was like, okay, this is a bit ridiculous. Like no one actually believes in this, right? Mm. But I realized even if you don't like think that it's like magic or even necessarily true, specifically what they tell you, it is amazing how it's just really good points for reflection for your life. Because they'll be like, Mm. who's a significant older male in your life? You know, this is about to happen or this has happened. And you're like, you can always find something that fits the description. It's so weird. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. It's like horoscopes. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Kokology? Like K-O-K-O? No. No. It's like, I think it's Japanese, but a, a friend of mine, oh, Merrick, you know Merrick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a book of it, um, yeah. which is like, it's all of these different scenarios where they say like, yeah. imagine who is riding a horse like down, like, oh, actually, no, they read you the story. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> imagine a horse. No, they, yeah. they read you a story and they'll say like, there's a cowboy who's riding on a horse down to like a field of strawberries or something yeah. like that. 
and it's just all these random scenarios. But then afterwards, you have to like write who you're imagining or like what, like oh. how big you imagined the strawberries in the field and like wow. who right. was on the horse and like how big was their I know hat what you're talking about. Kind of I've stuff. heard one where it's like, okay, there's a glass box and there's a ladder leaning against the box. Oh, exactly. Okay, okay yeah. if the box is made of like some material, oh. it means that you're this. And if the ladder is on its side, it means that you're this yeah. or whatever. I don't know how accurate it is. Like but how your subconscious that, fills yeah. in the story. Yeah. yeah. We should do one of that's those as well. That's actually a good like. That'd be a cool one to do. We're on getting a podcast, really actually. good podcast ideas. Yeah. <laughs> We can't do these episodes without you, though. Like, like you celebrity might have to come back. Yeah, yeah, you might just have to come back on. Oh, maybe I just like planted that seed so I get a second run out of this. Should we do a part two? Should we talk. book in a part two with you very yeah. soon? Should we do it? Yeah. yeah. I'm actually going to start with the questions. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. What about the dating landscape in your whole existence? What's it populated with? Mm. You know, has it got some shrubbery of dating over here? Has it got a mountain of a relationship over there? Mm. What does it look like? Yeah, I have. I feel like since pretty much high school have like always kind of been in relationships mm-hmm. like majority of the time. Funnily enough, I think I'm shit at being single <laughs> and what? I think that's probably more the case of like I, I don't do casual well and I don't do yes, that okay. thing at all. It's like I get really fearful that like if I'm starting to see someone or like starting to like build something with someone that like if I'm not into it, I'm just leading them on. Uh-huh. And so that makes me go like. That's if, how I feel. Yeah. That's what we've talked about on the podcast that we said with Jamie that time. Yes. Continue, yeah. continue. Like I yeah. feel like that's, it's kind of like that's where the road splits. It's like either I'm in this and mm-hmm. I want it to become more of a relationship or I'm not in it and it gets to like, I don't know how long into it maybe like a month or two and I'm like (gasps) (laughs) I feel like I'm leaving this person on so I shouldn't do it does it take you a while to figure out if you're in it or not no I don't think so I think honestly like I tend to know pretty early Mm. if not like on first notice are you a love at first sight I don't think so yeah like love at first meeting interaction how about that yeah because I feel like it's once I like when I connect with someone and I kind of like flick that switch of like okay you're the kind of person for me yeah mm-hmm. then it's like yeah we're you're on. in like this is fine I get like Love interested first impression exactly yeah totally oh my wow. God. totally I feel like that's more where I come from and then when you say that you're not good at being single mm. what's that about is it that you don't <laughs> like being single or uh, yeah the casual thing why isn't that for you what is it about is it about like the sleeping with people thing yeah I think it just gets complicated really easily mm. and like again I just don't like feeling like there's not that communication and maybe I just haven't had an experience where it's been very open of like hey we're both doing this casually yeah we are open about that and we have good communication in that so like it's all good I feel yeah. like if it has been casual before it's just kind of like are we gonna do this or are we not and it's probably more on me not being like hey what are your intentions in this like right. what are we doing here you need to have the understanding of like why you're both there what you want to mm. get out of it yeah if you have in the back of your mind is this going to become a relationship is it not then it can mm. kind of just be stressful instead yeah. of like I feel like in the movies it always seems so simple it's like you've got like <laughs> 20 guys on your phone and you're like can call any of them at any time and I'm sure there are some lucky gals out there that have that situation <laughs> but I have never experienced it because people are complicated mm. it's always so much more complicated than you think it's going to be yeah definitely and I think as well for me on that side of things it's like I've never been one to like pick up someone out on a night out Mm. probably for the same reason it's like I don't think you get the chance to really find out something about someone and so maybe once in my life I've like gone home with a random that I met that night but like other than that no way like it's just not what I'm really really comfortable with doing oh my okay I feel like Bray is not that I do that all the time 
But Bray is like the opposite of me, but we're like got the same mindset around it. Whereas Lily yeah, has a true. hoe mindset. No, no. Bray has a beautiful, <laughs> caring mindset. Excuse me. No, no, like the that you are like, oh, I don't want to leave this person on. Like I want to make sure like if we're both in it, we're in it. Whereas I'm like, okay, I don't want to leave this person on. I'm just going to like never talk to them ever again. Yeah. <laughs> just, and so the relationship never eventuates because I'm like, I'm like, oh, I don't, no one's, I don't want anyone's feelings to get hurt. So I'll just, just, so (laughs) on your side, is that like, do you overthink it or is it kind of like, do you know if you're like a love at first impression person or I feel like this is going to be in the slogan and like love at first impression. Should that be the title? Fisher. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I've never been in love, so Mm. I don't know if, or I don't really actually Are you attraction at first impression? Oh yeah, definitely. Aren't Mm. most people though? As in like, if you... What do you say? Get a crush on someone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, that yeah. How, is that how you say it? Get a crush? Have yeah, a if crush? you get a crush on someone. Find yeah. a crush? I get don't know. crushed by someone. Yeah, if you get yeah. crushed by someone, yeah. what happens then for you? Like, what do you... Oh, I just never communicate my feelings, never talk to them ever again and See, just let it float away. Lil just yeah. pops the walls up. And then yeah, I just build up those walls and think, please don't talk to me ever again. And then Why? Few, I don't know. You know what? Oh, my God. Let's just psychoanalyze. Let's unpack yeah. for a second. Okay. <laughs> so Lily always says her greatest fear or like something she's so afraid of is hurting people's feelings, mm. right? Like leading people like on, what like mm. what you just said, Bray. So maybe it's that you like someone straight away. And then you picture dating them and you always ask me, how do you not wake up every morning and think, oh my God, I'm either going to get married to Brandon or I'm going to break mm, up with him. She mm. always asks me that and I just don't think about it. But maybe it's like, okay, we're either going to get married or we're going to break up and we'll probably just break up. So why even try? <laughs> I just have to hear her again. Yeah. Do you feel like that with your in your relationship? Like, uh, do you stress about it ending or where it's going to go or do you just roll with the punches? Not necessarily. Like, I think there is an element to it in the way that Caitlin's actually a bit older than me. And Mm. so I think it does kind of have a bit more of like, a okay, this is a mature, like late (gasps) 20s type of relationship, even though I'm only 26 myself. Mm -hmm. And so there are elements there where I'm kind of like, okay, like I need to think about this more than I probably normally would say if I was dating someone my age. Yes, that's but true. But I'm not afraid of that and like I actually enjoy that. I, I feel like every relationship you should be thinking about that anyway because at the end of the day it's kind of like what's the point otherwise. But at the same time, if it's if that's going to affect the relationship or affect how you feel in it, like if you feel comfortable or not, then don't do it. At the end of the day, just do whatever makes you feel most comfortable in the relationship and how you think Mm. about it. But I think in in your situation, I was just thinking then, like just being able to communicate to that person openly and honestly Mm. when you have that crush. I'm I'm just trying to imagine because I listen to this podcast so much. (laughs) And and I've been like... like, I know. Honestly, I'll take anything that I can get (laughs) in terms of advice. But I, I was just thinking like, what what terrifies you about that in terms of like actually getting in a relationship? Why do you put those walls I don't know. up? I think maybe because like I'm like happy by myself. Mm. And so I feel like if I bring someone else into the equation and then either side of the relationship gets hurt, then it's like, what's the point? Like before we met, I don't even like before we met, we were both fine. Like mm. I was thriving. Oh God, what now I'm going to have be broken heart and be like sucking over this guy and be like, what? You weren't even in my life two months ago. Maybe fine. it's that. Or maybe it's like, I, I've definitely never told anyone who I like that I like, like them. Really? Yeah. I think that's going to have got to be my little summer project. Like I if I get a should. crush on someone, just I should just tell them. Off. Yeah. yeah. Cause, Cause like, what I am think I, that's you know, what I'm thinking is, like yeah. for me 
I agree totally in the sense that like if you're just going to end up breaking up anyway, then like let's just save each other the pain. Yeah, but exactly. At the same time, like I don't know, I don't actually really know much about like your story personally, like what mm. you've been through or like any traumas or anything like that. But I feel like for me, relationships are kind of always like checkpoints in a way where like once it ends, that's like the chance for you to be like, okay, now I can like reflect on me. And like you get really? that flashback moment of like, who was I before the, re- the relationship and who am I now? And you can almost see, at least for me, and I'm, I'm not saying this is the same for everyone, yeah, but, but at the end of each different relationship, I feel like I've distinctly noticed how much I've grown and changed like emotionally afterwards. Really? And that to me is what makes me like being in relationships because it's that like... Yeah. Yes, you go. That is the theme on this podcast. It's about taking relationships as experiences rather than a make or break experience. Mm. It's like it's either going to succeed, i.e. you get hitched, mm. or it's going to fail and you break up and there's no recovering from it. Yeah. And it's like if we all just can change our perspectives, <laughs> look at it as an experience to grow, then bada bing, bada boom. It'd be great. Mm. And that's the other thing as well. Like I find those things that you learn in those relationships aren't like they aren't skills that are solely focused on relationships. Mm. It's like it's things like empathy, compromise, all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that like taking that into the rest of your normal life. It's not like you're just losing that when that person goes. You can still use that in the rest of your everyday life as well. So it's not wasted time. It's so true. And relationships take practice. Like from each one you learn how to be a better partner. Speaking of, Mm. what have you learned from your past relationships? I know you were talking about before having the open communication and everything Mm. like that. But how many – so how many girlfriends have you had? Boyfriends. I definitely don't have a number off the top of my head. But Oh, that many? That many? (laughs) Well, not as in like – in terms of serious ones, maybe like four or five, okay. I would say, like year-long kind of ones? relationships. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, actually. I just, I guess I don't really know what I would we'll say. We'll just call it like 100. A... All right, so you've had 105 <laughs> girlfriends. So from like doing the self-reflection especially, mm. like on your side of it, and I guess on their side of it, looking back on the loves that have passed you by, <laughs> what has worked and also what hasn't worked? I think it's kind of different in each isolated circumstance. Mm. But for me, I think I realised now being in a relationship that I see as being like really functional and has really good communication and is open and honest and all the things that make relationships Mm. good and work, Mm. a lot of those things I don't think I'd really learnt yet. It's Mm. almost like, as I said, I'd learnt that I should have had that in past relationships and then brought that to this one Mm. and then like have grown even further in this relationship. I think, yeah, just for one, I'm definitely someone who like tends to bottle up what I feel. I was going to so ask if than... you're good at communicating because yeah. it seems like you are. Like it obviously seems like that comes easily to yeah. you. Yeah, I feel like I'm. A, I am a good communicator, and I, I feel like I'm good at being really honest and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm really. I, I guess this is probably in the same way as like not wanting to lead someone on in a relationship. I don't want to do anything that's going to make the other person feel bad. Yes. And so it's almost like I choose to hold in things that like, you know, may then grow into like an actual issue Mm -hmm. rather than just like mentioning him off the cuff as like, hey, can you stop doing this? Or can you like maybe think about this? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want them to feel like it's an attack. But then later down the track, it ends up being like, oh my God, like now this is something that like, now, I question an being an issue, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like resentment that's built up in you instead of yeah. something that you could have just said from the get-go. Do you feel like those little instances as well that you don't communicate about? You're like, oh, I can actually just live with it. Yeah. And then you in, like water off a duck's that's, back, but oh, then it just, because that's, I feel like that's on. what I do. It's like, not that you minimize your own experience, but you sort of like put the other person first or just think like, it's actually fine. Huh, it's actually fine. And then you're like, oh, it's not fine. Yeah. 
I know that I'm definitely the kind of person who is like really independent and like I know yeah. that I can sort out my own problems the majority of the time. And so that's kind of just my default mode of like, oh, don't worry anyone else with that. Uh, like, I'll be able to figure this out. It's fine. I relate to that a lot. And mm. I think I feel like I'm really good at communicating with friends and family and stuff like that. But I think within relationships, I find it harder mm. for that same reason, because I don't want. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there are things that in theory should be water off a duck's back thing. But if they bug you, they bug you and you can't mm. help it. You need to say something. Ah. And I think there's yeah, there is like kind of an imbued fear in that as well of like. With family, it's it's unconditional almost. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of know, like, if there are issues, I can bring it up. It's not going to, like, stop the family yeah. <laughs> existing, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But in a yeah. relationship, it could be the thing that breaks you up or ends yeah. this relationship. Like you said, especially as we're getting older, because we're the same mm. age, 26, you yeah. know, it's yeah. like even people who are our age, like I have friends who are getting married or whatever, like it's not unrealistic mm. for us to be meeting the people that we're going to like spend the rest mm. of our lives with. Totally. The stakes are just getting higher and higher as yeah. we but, go along. But as well, like is that something that like you kind of get stressed out by? A little bit. Like in terms of like if a, if someone came along that you started to have a crush yes. on, you're like, oh, it's like not worth doing unless I'm like ready to marry this person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, if I'm a little bit older and I feel like I would just get married to the next person who drops a knee, it's like, well, am I really going to marry my first boyfriend? If you're dating guys that are a little bit older than you, what, it's I could date people that are like late 20s, early 30s. It's like very different mindset to be in. If you're like, say you're like a 31-year-old guy, you probably had the 105 relationships that Bray has had. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was at 104, sorry. <laughs> and I've swanned in and he's been like, damn, I'm going to wife this woman. I'm like, well, there's just a big gap of experience. Like, I'm yeah. just a player, Look, You honey. said because I haven't, no, but I'm not even, like you said, I haven't even learnt how to like compromise with someone or whatever. Mm. In yeah. friendships, obviously, but not in. And so that now that you've been making the conscious decision to be those things, i.e. an open communicator that were harder to do in previous relationships mm. or that maybe you didn't even think to do in previous relationships. Mm. Actually, that's a good question. Did you think to do it in previous relationships and just found it too hard or did you only realise that you should have been doing it, it later? Yeah, it's, it's funny because it's like... I feel like I am just really open all the time and I, mm. I tend to be very vulnerable and stuff. And maybe it's the same thing as what you were saying about like you are to friends and family, but in a relationship it feels harder, harder to do. And I guess as well maybe I was just in relationships with people who maybe weren't as open themselves as well. Yeah, so true. I just kind of assumed that was the standard and yes. like yeah. didn't want harder. to be the one who pushed being more open because totally. it, it might make them uncomfortable or that kind of thing as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. But, you know, being in a relationship now that is open and honest it's like things that come up that are issues are so easily solved mm. like really yeah it's like it blows my mind sometimes like yeah so how do you do it how have you made the oh, conscious decision this, yes, is, it. Go. this is it yeah go. okay so it's all coming to me so yeah <laughs> we're on a roll it's not verbal communication <gasps> that is the big okay. thing it's like to me, it's things like body language or being able to read someone that makes it more open in that way because each person is asking the other, hey, what's wrong? I can tell you're in a certain mood. Like, do you want to uh-huh. chat it out? And like, Kayla and I definitely push each other in that way because uh-huh. we can read each other so well. Like the body language is so evident and so obvious that from there, it just kind of leads to being like, it's like, no, like we need to talk about this. If there's something wrong. Yes. It's like, okay, okay, fine. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. talk about it. And then it's almost just like a therapy session. Like we'll sit down like on the couch and just like chat it out and just go like top to tail, lay everything on the table and kind of give each other the space to, I think, say things without judgment as well. Because I think the hardest thing when you're in a situation like that is 
you probably haven't even rationalized or like understood the way you feel, or it's not even like a fully fledged thought yet. And I know Kayla and I are both the kind of people who need to chat things out to be able to understand what we think. Mm. The verbalization yeah. of it is what yes. makes it like tangible and easy to lay out and be like, oh, I think this because of this, and I think this because of this, and that led to this. And so having that space where we can just sit down and be like, lay it on the table, let's just talk it out. We both understand that we both need to be able to speak like that to be able to like resolve this issue and understand even what the issue is in the first place. And then from there, it tends to always just be nothing. Like it's it's such like a minuscule thing that's kind of grown. It's like, oh, cool. Well, if we change this and then we change that, then it should be fine. It just diffuses. It's so like diplomatic wow. in a weird way. Wow. Like, it that feels like a board meeting. Like, like how are we going to finish yeah. this project? <laughs> I think that's why this relationship has gone for so long. I'm mean, like, we both feel so comfortable and happy in it because, like, was it, it like is that from like the that. start, or do, is this something that? Yeah, you yeah. Right from the get go. Oh, I feel like I just have to do a drum roll because here it comes. We were friends before we were dating. Yeah. So Caitlin and I, <laughs> we were really good friends. Why? What? Wow. Why does that stress you out? I've because always thought that when I listen to it. Because looks around at her friends and she's like, no, no, no. Oh, really? No, I no, love I'm joking, you guys. But I'm like. Well, that's what Caitlin probably thought of me. Honestly. Oh, Actually, I maybe. know for a fact that she used she's to think that. Oh, yeah, she, <laughs> she, she messaged me she's to like, say. nope, not that girl. Oh, like the prince being the toad or something like that. Yeah, the frog and then prince. They yeah. Oh, the you're the frog prince. <laughs> <laughs> the that frog could also prince. be the title. Brave the frog prince. For sure. Frog wow. prince. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you were friends first, yeah. and then we were friends for about three years before we actually. That's started why it freaks dating. me out. Why is that? Because okay, if any, if I'm going to date any of my friends. Oh. I don't think I am. <laughs> you know Burn what I mean? to all of Lily's friends. <laughs> they, know, they know I love them. But if I'm going to date a friend, okay, let's say I meet him tomorrow and we're friends for three years, oh, I have to wait till I'm 29, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, that's fair. That is totally fair. You know what I mean? Fair. The clock is ticking. Anyway. <laughs> but you're more likely to find the person who maybe you do get married to. True. It's a long game. Because you're already friends. You already know their quirks. You already yeah. know their, like... Yeah. Their demeanor and behaviors a bit better. Wow, so you're friends for three years. Yeah, so we're friends for about three years. How and good, how close friends are we talking? For the first couple of years, close, oh, sorry, not close friends, like mm-hmm. acquaintances kind of thing. Um, but then in the last year, we did start to get quite close. But then this what was, was the it, hard wait, thing. What was the moment when you realized you're like, oh, I have a crush um, on this girl? Was it a moment or was it gradual? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was pretty gradual. Okay. It was definitely like a, we just enjoyed, I think it was like we were friends. And then there was like, I'm just imagining like two cars driving side by side and it's like one is like best friend and then one is like relationship. And then it was just kind of like, okay, are we becoming best friends or is this becoming a relationship? And I was kind of trying to work out which one it was. And then I think I just started to realize like, yeah, I think I want a relationship more so than like going to best friends and lovers. (laughs) Lovers. It's just Tokyo drifting (laughs) around the corner. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I think it was pretty gradual, but then the hard thing about it was I then had a massive crush on her and I was like, oh, my Mm. God, like I'm falling hard for this girl. But we were, in her mind, I think best friends. And so I was just sitting there being She was driving the best friend's car. And so I I say this to my friends, I feel like I'm a testament to somehow getting out of the friend zone. (laughs) Because it was like, like we would, I would stay at her house, we'd stay in like the same bed, everything like that. And just like full platonic, like would face other ways and that kind of thing for Um, so long. Um, And I was just sitting there being like, oh, there's no way in hell I can make a move because she's my, she's effectively my best friend. 
And if I do and she's not into it, yeah, then I lose the best friend. Oh, so it's like, so oh, this is a movie. So I had to just wait. I was <laughs> just like, well, I'll just keep being here. <laughs> and if you're into it, then, you know, you, you played can. played the long game yeah. as well. I'm yeah. just going to oh. wait right over here. And whenever you're ready, you just <laughs> yeah. settle on up. But actually, as well, in that, as to like what made her start to fall for me in return was that initially like I kind of knew like what guys she dated in the past and they were like all very like cool guys and like well I was trying to like be something that I wasn't trying to be like maybe I have to be like this to like her make type. her think this way exactly yeah. it was more just like personality wise I think I was like trying to be something I wasn't yeah. and like maybe trying to get her to like change her mind that way subconsciously and then okay. and then I think I kind of got over it and I was like well this just isn't going to happen so I'm just going to like stop thinking about it and I went to New Zealand for three weeks uh traveling around like in a van on my own and in that three weeks I was like what the hell am I doing I need to just be myself completely mm. and if she's into that then that's great because I'm not going to pretend to be some cool biker dude I can't afford a Harley yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and so yeah then I like I came back from that the pivotal moment, I think, being in New Zealand was when she started to realise that she was into me. And so I think it was a bit before New Zealand, I had started more just being myself. And then she was like, hmm, yeah. actually, kind of like this guy. God. And then, yeah, from there That's we started so dating. so sweet, Frey. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. Great. How long have you been dating for now? Uh, about four and a half years. Oh, so, so long? Yeah, quite That's a while. That's longer than I thought. Yeah, we, uh, because we were best friends, it was like, <laughs> it's funny, the, like the catalytic event that led to us actually getting together. Like there was no like, hey, will you be my girlfriend uh-huh. moment. Yes, yes. We just had sex one night. What? When, wait, on a little, what? on one of your best friend sleepovers. On one of sleepovers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it just happened and like. It must have just been I like sexual it. tension was just way yeah, too yeah, fucking yeah. much. The and roof. then that morning we woke up and it was like she like kissed me goodbye and went to work. And then it was just like, oh, I guess we're just dating now. We just have been ever since. My jaw is on the floor. Yeah. So okay, Bray, you've done this to yourself. You, I told you I slipped in a sexy question wow. at the 11th, yeah. at the 12th hour. Yeah. So I want it to be sexy, but also just in general, how is your perspective on sex change as you've grown up? Like from um, when you were a young lad to where you are now, has it changed at all? Are you conscious of any kind of mind shift? Yeah, probably not really. Honestly, like funnily enough, I'm not really someone who has like a very high sex drive. Like it's not something that I think about all that often. Mm-hmm. And so I think more so in terms of like my perspective shift around sex has been realising in a relationship it's like finding what the other person needs. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. do they have a high sex drive? Do they have a low sex drive? Like do you need to kind of like cater to that and compromise to that and find a way to like, you know, make it work for you both. Whereas in the past, I think maybe I was just kind of like not in the mood all the time or like. Yeah, <laughs> that that's the communication thing. thing again, yeah, isn't exactly, it? Like, exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. So is it something that you talk about with your partners? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know necessarily about partners in the past. Maybe the girlfriend just before Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. But with yeah. Caitlin's like, yeah, all we talk about is sex. Is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, I was reading. So we had this sex educator on a while ago, G-Spot. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have that. Uh, yeah, I listened to it. Um, so but she worry. posted yeah. something the other day about how rare it is for couples to have the same sex drive. Mm. Just like in general. Totally. Like everyone has a different drive for sex. And it depends on the couple. It depends on so many external things that don't even have anything to do with your partner a lot of the time. And so that was genuinely like a light bulb moment for me. 
for mm. real, where I was like, oh my God, of course you don't want to have sex all the time perfectly at the same moment. Yeah. Like yeah. it's It doesn't so like often, get in sync or something like it that. Doesn't like get it doesn't. In sync. Yeah. You expect it to just, I'm ready to go. Great. You're ready to go. Yeah. It's so ridiculous to expect that. It's hey. ridiculous. Yeah. I've never thought about that before. Mm. That seriously blew my mind. I don't know. I think a lot of these things as well, I should probably mention, is Caitlin and I started living together like, I think, three months into dating or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was like, funnily enough, we had been planning like a trip together to Southeast Asia as friends. And then we ended up doing it like after we got together. And then after we got back, her lease was ending. And I think at the time I was on tour with Hockey Dad and it was like lots of dates. And so I was kind of away from home, you know, three to four days a week for a few months. And it was like, okay, well, when I get home, I'm knackered and all I want to do is be in my own bed. Mm. But I feel bad always asking you to come to, to come. me. Yeah. It just didn't seem fair in that sense. And like her lease ended and she was like, well, maybe I'll just move in with you until I find a new place. And then it like, it just the worked Trojan so well that we were like, oh, yeah, Trojan <laughs> horse. Like, girl. Well, oh, it'll just be. I'm going to use oh, that. Why don't we just, yeah. oh, just because my lease has run out. So, like, maybe we should just, just for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Just for a couple of weeks. Voice later. Yeah. Got the yeah, that's in. awesome. Yeah. But it's like you said, you're already friends. You already know if you can stand to be around this person for a long period of time. I don't think that's exactly. that, that, that's It's that not crazy. that strange. Hey, yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. I like that it happened that way as well because I find in a relationship, if you're living apart and you're like going through a relationship until say like four or five years time, or whatever, and you start yeah. thinking about moving in together, that becomes like a big spanner to throw in the works. Because yes. you get in a rhythm and like you know how your relationship works and functions not living together. Whereas now you're moving in, it's like, oh my God, like, as you said, like things don't sync up that great. And you're just like, I don't like how this person lives. And you know, that they is don't so do the dishes, they don't clean, whatever. I'm just rattling off things that I <laughs> have to fix <laughs> about myself. Yeah. yeah. She was like, you have to be way cleaner than you are. Oh, it's boys. I feel like I'm actually quite a clean person. Definitely. And like have learned from that. Same deal. It's like I've definitely yes. grown as a result of that. For totally. little things. Yeah, I think it's nice not having to worry about that spanner getting thrown in the works mm. later down it's the like track already, and being like, yeah, You already definitely. know that it works. Mm. And that's the other thing. Like imagine if you were dating someone for five years and then you move in together and then it's like, I straight up can't live with you. Yeah. Because it would be a complete dynamic change. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then so. you'd be like, fuck, like if the relationship ends, it's like, god damn. We like, could have all fixed this in the first few yeah, months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it almost nine. should be like you have to move in together at oh the my start god, of the relationship. Just do it. <laughs> but it is one of those things, you know, how far can that concept be expanded to? Because it's like, okay, mm-hmm. if you're going to move yeah. in together eventually. <laughs> Shotgun wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, if you get it, you know. Let's if get you get married in Vegas, maybe. Get, just yeah. get a dog and get married today. Yeah, totally. Obviously, don't do that, but I, it's just like... Grab that sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> no, just I, get a dog and get Ray, married right I now. I swear to God, I've gotten to... Like, honestly, if I go on a date with someone this summer, I'm just going to be like, do you want to just get married? And just see what he says. Because he might say yes. He and might. then you just have... Yeah, if you get maybe married, that's a red flag. <laughs> but if you get married straight away, like, you just have to make it work. Mm. So, like, the pressure's on. What mm. are we going to do? Until you're ready get to divorced? get divorced. Mm. Yeah. In, in three months? No. Nah. I'm going to be like, just drop a knee. I'll just do it. It'll be good for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's like season finale or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Be, oh, cut this bit out. You can use it. I won't but try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The whole podcast goes like, and the grand finale is me getting married. Mm. To yeah. a random. There you go. It's sorted. To a random. 
in terms of, because I know in some of the other episodes I've listened to, you mentioned mm. how it's like you're really comfortable on your own. And I feel like I'm really similar in that way as well. Yeah. It's like I love my alone time and I love like self-reflection and just being able to like take a break and decompress. Yes. But do you ever, I guess, just to put it blunt, do you ever get lonely or feel lonely? I don't. Okay. <laughs> Such a good question. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. In the firing line. Stab me in the heart next time. I never used to when I was younger, yeah. right? Mm. And I know that it's a bit cringe to say that we're old when we're 26, but it's like, you know, we mm. get, we're get we in our mid-20s now. Like that's – you're a fully formed person. When I was younger, never got lonely. I don't know what it was. Maybe. I was just chilling, you know. Mm. I was doing my thing. And now I think I see people around me really setting up their lives and like being in little power couples. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope. And I also feel like the older I get, the more confident I am in myself. But it's almost like it's making the opposite thing happen mm. where I feel so confident in myself that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a great person. Like I could totally make someone's life a little bit better. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, well, what if I d- just never do that, you know? That, and then it turns yeah. in like the with the weird projection of me into like another person's life turns into like a lonely feeling. Mm. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like I could be offering yeah, something like, to guys, someone. I'm, I'm ready to rock. And I definitely mm. think like that's that's exactly it and I feel like that's almost why I enjoy relationships the most yes. is that feeling of being able to totally. like bring something to someone else's life mm. and you start to like learn from each other and exactly. grow together in that way. Because otherwise, yeah, I can just keep all this to myself and just live my life and right. go to Dubai Stop the drop of a hat when knowledge. I'm like 40. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could, be, I could be having someone riding shotgun. Yeah. Mm. So it's like I'll be fine if I'm by myself, you know, and if I meet someone cool, they might make my life better. I don't know. It's, oh, it's such an interesting it's funny, thing because, yeah, definitely. I feel like even listening to the episode with Tia and she was mentioning mm-hmm. how her parents got married so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had her young. I don't know if they were married, but they had her young. They got together and had her really young, yeah. Yeah. But I was just thinking, like, there's so much experience that they would have missed out on as a result of that. Totally. But in the same time, it's like, you know, they they would have had so much more experiences together. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, it's like, on either side, like, in your perspective, it's like, you still get to have all these amazing experiences and stuff like that that a single person gets to have. But then it's like, you don't really miss out on that. You just have a different thing in a relationship. You kind of can't have both. Yeah, yeah, You know, it's totally. like the classic trope of the coupled friends all married, mining their single lady at the table for her dating stories, you yeah, know? And totally. then, like, but that girl wants to know about married life and it's like the grass is always greener. That's so true. Everyone yeah. wants what they can't have. There's no right way to do anything, I guess. We're just... It's basically like you feel sorry for everyone who's not with you and you are so amazing. And so every I. single man in Sydney, I pity you, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I'm on the cusp of getting a chihuahua. Not actually, but I'm thinking about it. Hell yes. And it's once so I get a little dog companion, it's over for you, bitches. <laughs> I Honestly, get in now while you still can. Yeah. Hell get yeah. in on the ground floor. The like, stocks, they're, yes. they're cheap right now, yes, but this investment's going through the roof. Oh, once I have a little dog, I ain't looking back. I don't need anybody. <laughs> Lose my number. <laughs> Even that, like, because the loneliness thing, the only reason I bring it up is, yeah. like, 
like, for example, my mum, because dad passed away when I was young, which I know you mm. both know. I feel like she has a lot of the same attitude as you, where she's like, I'm so good on my own. Yes. Like, I'm so fine doing my own thing. And I almost, like, feel like having someone else in my life might, like, throw off the juju, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. make make everything wrong when yeah. it's, like, it's all going so well. So I can totally empathise, like, on that side of things of, like, if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and it's a risk. It is a risk letting somebody in. Like, it's being vulnerable. Mm. And, yeah. Like, you're set right now. So it's like, why would I want to let some intruder into my paradise when they might just fuck me up? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. The Give in me the bars, shop. You know, yeah. <laughs> right now, right yeah. now, I'm goods. And yeah. after they leave, I could be damaged goods. That's so true. I hadn't That's thought of true. it that way as yeah. well. But once you say that, though, I think I would have no idea where I got this knowledge from, but it's like, like what you were talking about, when you really like someone from the start and, like, you decide to commit to that relationship, right? Mm. You're still going to sort of be as invested as you are if you were like 60% in or whatever in terms of like you're still having an energy exchange with this person as Jamie from our one of our podcasts put it. Like maybe you're getting with this person even if it's casually. The stakes wouldn't be as high but it's like they're still going to have some sort of effect on your life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you can never just float through your whole existence without being impacted by people. Mm. So like maybe you may as well just go all in because you're kind of going to get, not hurt anyway, but you're going to have some sort of impact from it anyway. Yeah, Mm. true. And it's like it could be so amazing. Yeah. Totally. And you're just kind of going to get, Hurt anyway. I don't know. Either by your husband or by fuckboy. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm either going to get hurt by the man I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with, or just by some Some fucko that I picked up in Bondi. (laughs) Ravs. Just some Ethan Serves guy at Ravs, like some yuppie. You know. Was that Jamie from? Uh, these yeah, New South that's Wales. what he said. Because the thing I found, I think it was him who said it, but the thing I found so interesting about what he said was. um, was it in his relationship they say, like, you can leave it yes. any time? Yeah. Yes. Holy hell, that threw me in, like, Powerful. a fucking hey, head spin. I was like, Jesus, this is, like, yeah. that seems like such an intense thing to say to each other. But at the same time, I was like, that's, like, the precipice of openness. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Because that's, like, the height of vulnerability and also of, like, so that all the pressure is just removed. And you're like, I'm literally a free agent. Like, yeah, we're together, but yeah. it's crazy. What's, well, yeah. like, the sunk the trust fallacy thing, you know, when people invest so much time in a relationship Mm. maybe they've moved in together early like Mm. you guys or they have Mm. all these future plans and it doesn't work out or it looks like it's not going to work out and people sort of cling to it because they're like oh but I've already given six years of my life to this person like and they feel obliged because all their friends are connected and they've met the parents and it's like it's too complicated to break up. Yeah it'd be hard to sever a big it would be really connection like that. Yeah like that's I think that has pros and cons to it as well because it's the same kind of thing as like marriage in the way of like if you're married it's just more of a hurdle of separation so you try yeah. harder to like fix the issues yes. rather than just being like oh I'm out there's no reason I have to stay yes, so I'm gone totally that's why I'm gonna ensnare someone this summer and get married <laughs> to them straight away like I said you, you have to you make it work now. exactly yeah. but yeah go it's on. on you otherwise oh it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. guys we've covered so much We've it's covered hard. so much ground. Like I've been like for so long. I know. I'm just getting started. No, I'm just. I could. I could literally go all day. Yeah. Bray, is there anything else you want to get off your chest, Lily? Do you have any final questions or comments? No. Yeah. What is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, we've been recording for so long already. I don't want to keep you forever. 
Oh, oh yeah, true. That is not an issue. It's been like it's more for your like, edit. I live like, here now. Yeah. yeah, Grace has to edit. It doesn't affect you or me. Yeah. We're fine. Kind no, but you are such a good communicator. That's why. How I don't know how long yeah. we've been recording for, but it's like how can you just keep a conversation going for hours and be mm. so you've got a really good give and take. I don't know. You just uh, <laughs> ah, it's so That's, it's yeah. such a good skill, and I feel like I'm only just starting to get better at it yeah a lot of that is like active listening I think is a big thing it's like and I think I've learned a lot of it just from doing something similar to this myself and like you really start to Friday Instagram live yeah 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 Yeah. like doing that it's kind of nice to be on the other side like where you both are and Mm -hmm. like be able to just listen in and like you can kind of have two thought streams going at once totally. of like, oh, this is where we could go with the conversation after this, but also like I'm still fully present in like what we're talking about. Yeah, I love well. that as well. And I think yeah. that reminds me of something that I heard about listening, and I guess it's the active listening thing, of when you're listening to someone and you know they'll say something and a thought pops into your head mm. and you're like, oh, I should mention this. And it's mm. normally something about yourself. And when you think of that and you're trying to remember to bring it up, you've actually stopped listening to what the other person is saying. Totally, totally. That really, really like shocked me when I read it. I was like, oh my God, that's so true. And the whole thing is you need to be able to let go of the thought, Mm -hmm. let go of whatever you want to say until the person has finished talking. And if it's important enough, you'll remember. Yeah. And then because otherwise you find yourself trying to like circle back. Totally. Or like trying to steer the conversation back to that point. It's like you could have just left it. And like if it pops up again naturally later, you can come to it. But you don't need to like get every thought out as well that kind of crosses your mind. Totally. Um, and we do that to each other a lot. I think it's the sister thing. We do I'm do it like, a lot. Shut up, Grace. I have something to say. We need to learn to just let yeah. the other person have their space yeah. mm. to just fly free. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I was going to say the other one that I did like as well, though, yeah. actually, in terms yeah. of question. And the I don't masculinity want to... question? Yeah. I would love to ask you that, that. Yeah. I love talking about it with men. With yeah. men. Yeah. Switch the well, fuck that's, on. That's yeah. what I like. Oh. appreciated so much in listening to other guys who have been on this podcast yes. as well. Yes. We're right. going to give you a Love Island edit where we chop it all up <laughs> yeah. into some toxic yeah, yeah. narrative. The words, I'm we, an yeah. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the questions in just in case this needs to be the start of a part two. Ooh. Ooh. There we go. Ooh. I it like actually it. Could, could be. split the app. Are we going to leave it here? Is the theme music starting to play? Is it? Do we Ooh. have to wait till next Do week? Do we have to wait till next week to hear more? I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, good idea, good idea. Oh, okay. The theme music is playing, so you know what that means. We could not stop talking to Bray, so we're splitting this conversation into a part two that you'll get to hear next week. He really doesn't hold back, which is why we love him so much. So come back to hear us really dive into all things masculinity and love next week. Love Clues.